Welcome to Rams Up, your weekly L.A. Rams podcast, bi-weekly during the season. We are a proud member of the Pigskin Podcast Network. We'll cover other SoCal sports items of interest, but we're mostly about your Los Angeles Rams. I'm your host, Mark. Let's get to it. Welcome back, Ram fans. Episode 52 of Rams Up, the Rams bye week. But we still have some good stuff for you today. We have our loop around the league. We will review the last three Ram drafts, 2019, 2020, and 2021. And we have our midseason award ceremony. That should be a little bit of fun. But first, let's get through some notes. I wanted to mention that we have added transcripts to our website, laramsup.com or ramsup.com. Both get you to the same place. Wanted to add those for the hearing impaired. We have our most recent three episodes uploaded, and we will try to continue to keep that updated for those that have a need for that. We heard Pete Carroll, of all people, complaining that the NFL needs full-time officials. I thought it was a little interesting coming from the Seahawks coach. I don't know if any team has benefited more from poor officiating than the Seahawks, but give Carroll credit. I think he's right. He pointed to Bud Grant, the old Viking coach, as saying that, hey, this is a billion-dollar industry. Why don't we have full-time employees? I agree 100%. Another note on Carroll A lot of squawking coming out of Seattle. A lot of people think it's time for the Seahawks to move on from Pete Carroll. I can kind of see where they're coming from. Would Pete Carroll come back to USC? Was that bridge burnt? I think it might have been. Interesting development, though. I read where Kelly Stafford apparently had to apologize for throwing a pretzel at a Niner fan up in San Francisco. I can just visualize how all that went down. And from my life experience, I'm going to say, Kelly, he probably deserved it. Pretty sad development on the Zach Stacy front. The ex-Ram running back arrested for domestic violence. I guess that's how you categorize that. I don't know exactly what the charges were, but that was pretty disturbing video. Zach Stacy, the ex-Ram and Jets running back likely facing prison. I don't know how that's going to go down. Was not a pretty picture. And Stan Kroenke, our wonderful owner, I think he's pissing off all the other guys in his NFL owner's room, saying that he's prepared to settle with St. Louis, leaving the other NFL owners hung out to dry, defending that lawsuit brought on by St. Louis, or something like that. I'm no legal expert. I'm just regurgitating some of what I read this week going to be some interesting developments. It'll be fun watching how these NFL owners handle the situation. Could they just throw St. Louis an expansion team and be done with it? Not sure how that's going to work. But Stan, according to what I read, is not making the other NFL owners very happy right now. College football front, I was all prepared to defend Oregon's inclusion in the college football playoff. I'm not going to do that anymore. I think it's really down to five teams, Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Cincinnati. However, if Georgia beats Alabama in that SEC championship game, 
Wouldn't that bump someone else up into that four? Can you really include Alabama with two losses, one of them to another playoff team? Could you really include Alabama? That wouldn't make any sense to me. Now, if Alabama wins and beats Georgia, I could see making an argument for both of them being in the playoff. But if Georgia beats Alabama, see you later, Crimson Tide, your time is over. Good news, bad news, so many great players, Heisman Trophy candidates coming from California. Matt Corral, the Ole Miss quarterback, C.J. Stroud, Iowa State quarterback, Bryce Young, Alabama quarterback, and Kenneth Walker III, the Michigan State running back. Funny thing about all four of these guys, they're all from California. Corrales from Ventura, Stroud from Rancho Cucamonga, Bryce Young from Santa Ana, Kenneth Walker from Stockton. And don't forget two other high-profile quarterbacks. JT Daniels, one of the Georgia quarterbacks, is from Irvine, transferred from USC. And Clemson quarterback DJ Uyagalele. I just butchered that name and I apologize. But you know who I'm talking about, the Clemson quarterback out of Bellflower, California. The downside is... Got to find a way to keep these guys in the Pac-12, right? Hopefully we can do that moving forward. It's kind of cool that California produces so many great college football players. Just got to find a way to keep them home. So we're going to move on to our loop around the league. That will be followed by our review of the Rams' last three drafts and then our little fun award ceremony. This year, Turkey Day at my bookie gives you plenty of reason to be thankful, starting with a $250 Risk-free bet on Thursday afternoon when the Dallas Cowboys host the Las Vegas Raiders. Bet the spread between the Raiders and Cowboys at MyBookie. When you win, you win. And if you don't, MyBookie will refund up to $250. Simply put, you can't lose this bet. And that's what I call no risk, all gravy. Before you get your wager in, set yourself up for success by doubling your first deposit when using promo code Rams up at my bookie. That's promo code Rams up to double your initial deposit all the way up to $1,000. So you won't need to break the wishbone to be the one to come out ahead. Feast risk free on Turkey Day with my bookie and make sure to stick around for seconds as they gear up for what should be a fun Black Friday with tons of odd boosts that will have your belly and your pockets full. Bet anything, anywhere. Anytime with my bookie. Week 11 in the books. Let's do our loop around the league. How did things go this Sunday and Sunday night? We'll actually get started with that Thursday night game, Patriots 25, Falcons 0. And look who's in first place in the AFC East, thanks to this result and the one we'll talk about in a second. Pat's defense really stepping it up. And did Mac Jones fall into the perfect situation or what? Colts 41, Bills 15. Cannot figure out this Bills team, but the Colts starting to look like a real contender. Is Jonathan Taylor the MVP He's the MVP of my fantasy league, I'll tell you that, and I happen to have him. 185 yards rushing, four TDs, plus a receiving TD. Colts run up the score on the Bills. 
Texans 22, Titans 13. I've been telling you the Titans, it's a mirage. They are a good team, but they only have one formula for winning, and that formula was not there today, that's for sure. Are they the worst 8-3 team I've ever seen? Very well could be. Washington football team 27, Panthers 21. Taylor Heineke shows up. Cam Newton throws for three TDs. Ravens 16, Bears 13. Tyler Huntley, last-minute substitute for Lamar Jackson, leads his team to a late TD to win. Justin Fields left that game with an injury to his ribs. Browns 13, Lions 10. Jared Goff sits this one out in favor of Tim Boyle. Nick Chubb rushes for 130 yards for the Browns. Did not see any of this, but it does not look like it was a very entertaining game. 49ers 30, Jags 10. Niners set the tone early. 20-play drive that ended with a field goal on their first possession kind of set the tone. Vikings 34, Packers 31. Crazy game, just like every other Viking game this season. Vikings took a late lead. Then, on the next possession, Aaron Rodgers hits Valdez Scantling for a 75-yard TD. Ties it up. Vikings get the ball. One last chance to avoid overtime. They drive down the field and kick the game-winning field goal as time expires. Justin Jefferson, eight catches for 169 yards. Packers will try to bounce back against our Rams. They open up as a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Aaron Rodgers came into this game with a toe injury of some sort, and after the game, he said, it has actually gotten worse. Dolphins 24, Jets 17. The Dolphins, one of my sleeper teams, I had given up on them. Now they've won three straight. Eagles 40, Saints 29. Quarterback Jalen Hurts runs for three scores, and suddenly... The Eagles are good? Bengals 22, Raiders 13. One of these teams was going to suffer the third straight loss, and it was the Raiders. Chiefs 19, Cowboys 9. The high-scoring affair everyone was expected did not materialize. Chiefs had five sacks and three takeaways, held the Cowboys out of the end zone. In the Cowboys' defense, Amari Cooper did not play. C.D. Lamb missed the second half after suffering a concussion. And I have been told by reliable sources that there were lots of questionable calls in this game, the majority of them going against the Cowboys. And order being restored to the AFC West, the Chiefs starting to look like the team to beat. Cardinals 23, Seahawks 13. Should have been a bigger margin. Cardinals missed two field goals and an extra point. Colt McCoy looking more like Russell Wilson than Russell Wilson in my opinion, escaping pressure, extending plays. He looked really good. Got to give him kudos. He had a great game. Meanwhile, Russell Wilson looking a little slow these days, a little sluggish. I don't know if he's the same quarterback that he used to be. Just not seeing it. Progress for the Seahawks, though. DK Metcalf did not get called for a personal foul. Cardinals, by the way, played without DeAndre Hopkins and obviously Kyler Murray. And in the Sunday night game, hope you didn't miss it. Chargers 41, Steelers 37. The Chargers entered the fourth quarter with a 27-10 lead. The Steelers managed to put up 27 points in the final quarter. Looked like it was your grandfather's Chargers for a minute there. But they come back, score the final TD of the game. 
Defense steps up to close out the win. Crazy good game. Hope you didn't miss it. Austin Eckler, four TDs, two on the ground, and two in the air. And the Monday night game, the Giants at the Bucks. So a quick review of the standings. The Cardinals improved to 9-2. and two. They would be the number one seed as we speak today. The Packers, 8-3. and three. The Cowboys, 7-3. and three. The Bucks, 6-3 and three, with that Monday night football game. Those are the four divisional winners. The Rams are the number one wild card at 7-3. and three. The Vikings and Saints, the other wild cards at 5-5. Five and five. The Niners, Eagles, and Panthers in hot pursuit. The Rams would be in great position if they run the table the next three weeks. The Packers, Jags, and Cardinals on the slate. The Rams would have wins against three of the divisional leaders, which will mean more, of course, if the Rams end up winning the division. In the AFC, the Patriots, Ravens, Titans, and Chiefs are now atop all of their respective divisions. It's like 2019 all over again, except for the Titans, who were second in the AFC South that year, to the Texans. And here's a little fun fact for you. All six of the teams on the schedule for Thursday, Thanksgiving Day, took a loss today. Bears, Lions, Raiders, Cowboys, Bills and Saints will all be trying to bounce back from losses on Sunday. That's our loop around the league. We'll be back in a second. This Thanksgiving, be thankful for family, food, and free bets. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has a turkey day no-brainer you can't miss. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet just $1 on any Thanksgiving NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's promo code TPPN this Thanksgiving at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Last week, we spent an entire segment getting smart about the Rams' 2022 draft, what's in store for them, what picks they have, what comp picks they can expect to get. This episode, this segment, I want to look back at the Rams' last three drafts. Maybe this will give us an idea of how desperate the Rams are looking forward by looking back and seeing how they've done in these recent drafts without any first-round picks. Share some overall data with you. The Rams have made 26 picks over the last three drafts. 25 of those 26 picks are still in the NFL. That's 96%. The only exception, Sam Sloman, the kicker, taken in the seventh round in 2020. 23 of the 26 draft picks are still with the Rams. You have Sloman out of the league, as I mentioned, and Dakota Allen playing with the Jags and Clay Johnston. He's with the Bengals now. Over the three years, they've taken nine picks over the sixth and seventh round. Eight of them have been seventh round, and one of them a sixth round pick. And how have they done with those late picks? One of them is Ben Skowronik, 
who's making contributions in year one. Another is Nick Scott. He's a key special teams player and a backup DB. Seems to be a little mistake prone, but he's on the roster making contributions. So for a seventh round pick, that's something. Another is Jake Funk. He was looking to be a key special teams guy as well as a backup running back. Got hurt. I think he will be back and on the roster next year. Another one, Chris Garrett, late seventh round pick. He's on the roster as well. Hasn't really contributed much yet. More of a developmental guy, but the Rams must see something in him. Yet another, Tremaine Ankrum, versatile backup offensive lineman. He was a seventh round pick. And the only sixth round pick in the group, Jordan Fuller, starting safety and team captain. So there's three other guys, as I said, Dakota Allen playing for the Jags, Clay Johnston playing for the Bengals, and Sam Sloman. That's a pretty good success ratio. Six of these nine guys are still on the Rams, and some of them are making significant contributions. Not bad, not bad at all. Let's look at each of these picks, going back to 2019 and starting with the seventh round. And one thing I'm going to say is, I very rarely will give less than a C on a seventh round pick. Our last pick in 2019 was seventh round pick Dakota Allen. A seventh round pick, the 251st pick overall, and he's on an NFL roster in year three. Got to give that a C. Nick Scott, the 234th pick in 2019 in the seventh round. Hey, the guy contributes. Gets on the field, special teams, and in dime packages occasionally. Got to give that a B to get a guy like that in the seventh round. In 2019, the Rams had a fifth-round pick, David Edwards, 169th pick overall. He is now our starting guard. I think he's a pretty average player, has his ups and downs. But I would give that an A to get a starting guard in the fifth round. 2019 fourth-round pick, Greg Gaines. Right now, our starting defensive tackle. Got to give that an A. Guy has been getting better and better, contributing In the run game and in the pass game, solid A in my opinion. Third round pick, the 97th pick overall in 2019, Bobby Evans, offensive tackle. I'm going to give that a D. He's still on the roster, but this guy showed signs of being a good NFL offensive lineman. Remember that game against the Bears where he had to come in and face off with Khalil Mack and he did really well? Then This year, in camp, he lost his job. Brian Allen slid into center, and Austin Corbett moved over and took Bobby Evans' job. So right now, third-round pick that's not getting on the field, i got to give that a D. 2019 third-round pick, 79th overall, David Long Jr., the cornerback. Hasn't been able to win a starting job. He shines once in a while, but he also gets burned pretty often. Third round pick, I gotta give that a C. 2019 third round pick, Daryl Henderson, the running back. I was tempted to give him an A, but I'm gonna give it a B. He was taking three picks before David Montgomery. I think David Montgomery is a better back, but I love Daryl Henderson, effective in the pass game. Cannot give him an A though, solid B. 
end that year, 2019, our second round pick, Taylor Rapp, the safety. I know the grades on him are sometimes not good, but hey, he's a starting safety on what at times is a very good defense. Misses tackles once in a while, but he plays with ferocity. I kind of like him. Helps out a lot in the run game. Got a couple of sacks this year blitzing, so I'm going to give him a B. By the way, Taylor Rapp was taking three picks before DK Metcalf. You can have DK Metcalf. I'll take Taylor Rapp. Moving into 2020 now. Three seventh round picks. Tremaine Ankrum, the 250th pick. Backup offensive lineman in the seventh round. You kidding me? Got to be a B, right? Sam Sloman, the kicker, 248th pick overall. And this is one case where I got to give the Rams a D for a seventh round pick. Most of us watching figured out pretty quickly his kick trajectory was not good, much too low. The jury on him did not deliberate very long. He's convicted off this team and a current free agent. Rodrigo Blankenship went undrafted that year, and the Rams took Sam Sloman in the seventh round. So I got to give him a D for that. The only one of these 26 picks that is not on an NFL roster as we speak. And the next pick, 2027th round pick, 234th overall, Clay Johnston, the linebacker, did make it in camp. He chose to go to the Panthers to play with his dad, or was it his uncle? I forget, on the practice squad there, and eventually migrated to the Cincinnati Bengals. So I'll give that a C. The sixth round pick, Jordan Fuller. What do you have to say about that? Obvious A. 2024th round pick, 136th pick overall, Bryson Hopkins. He's still on the roster. He's never active. I don't know what we have with him, but, you know, I got to give it a D at this point. Really could possibly be an F. I just don't know what to say about him. But remember, that's a fourth round pick. A lot of fourth round picks step it up, contribute in some way. Bryson Hopkins has not. Third round pick that year in 2020, 104th overall, Terrell Burgess, safety. Now, his rookie year before he got hurt, I was I probably would have given him an A, right? But since he's come back, he's kind of floundered, hasn't really found his way with his team. Not sure if he's 100%. That was a pretty significant injury. So I will give that a C for now. Another third round pick in 2020, Terrell Lewis, edge rusher, 84th pick overall. I'm going to give him a B. He could end up being a terrific player. You know, he's at times a force off the edge there for the Rams. Just doesn't get all the snaps maybe he needs to shine and move his grade up to an A. He knocked Rob Gronkowski out for the year so far. So maybe we should give him a B plus. That's kind of mean, huh? But Gronkowski was a Patriot at one time, right? Second round pick, 57th overall, Van Jefferson. I'm giving that an A. He just keeps getting better and better. Kind of flew under the radar due to all these more dynamic wide receivers that have been selected in the last few drafts. But Van Jefferson just gets the job done and has become an important part of this Ram offense. That's an A for me. And Cam Akers in the second round, the running back, 
52nd pick overall. I'm going to give that an A, assuming he comes back from this injury and is his old self. Complete running back, the Rams kind of miss him. And in this most recent draft, these are early grades. Some of these will change significantly in the next year or two, I'm sure. But the three seventh round picks, 252nd overall, Chris Garrett, the edge rusher. I'd give that a B right now. Seventh round pick that's on the roster. Rams are, Rams are obviously bringing him along slowly. He played small school football. So you got to give him some time. But right now, I'd give that a B. 249th pick overall, Ben Skowronik, the wide receiver. I'm going to give that an A. He has really impressed me. You know, with this Ram wide receiver core, you can't expect him to get a lot of snaps and get a lot of targets. But but what they have asked of him, he has delivered. And that's on special teams as well. So I'm giving Ben an A. And Jake Funk, the 233rd pick overall. I'm going to give that an A too. Now, before he got hurt, he showed signs of being a very good special teams player. We're not really sure if he's an NFL running back yet. But again, seventh round pick. Made the roster before he got hurt. Looked like a star special teams player in the making. I stand by that A. 2021 fifth round pick, 174th overall, Ernest Brown, the defensive end. I'm going to give that a D. He's on the practice squad right now. I have no idea what the Rams think about him. Good enough to keep around. Fifth round pick, though, I would have hoped he made the roster, especially with all the changes that this defensive line has undergone over the last year. Morgan Fox, Michael Brockers leaving, Sebastian Joseph Day getting hurt, and there is Ernest Brown floundering on the practice squad. Fourth round pick, 141st overall, Jacob Harris. Another guy that got hurt. I'm still going to give him a B. Is he a wide receiver? Is he a tight end? I don't know, but he was a great special teams player. Certainly stood out to me. So right now that's a B. Hopefully he comes back 100% and may improve on that grade. Fourth round pick, 130th overall, Robert Rochelle, the cornerback. When Darius Williams got hurt and David Long struggled, he stepped in, got burned a couple of times, but hey, a rookie fourth rounder stuck to it. He gets his handful of snaps every game in the secondary. Right now, I'll stick with a B on him. Fourth round, 117th pick. This year, Bobby Brown, the defensive tackle. I'm going to give that a D at this point. I think he has one or two snaps all year on a defensive line that needs help. He is not providing it for whatever reason. Hopefully it's just a case of him learning NFL schemes and learning how to play with the big boys. Hopefully he will be a contributor next year, but right now have to give that a D. Third round pick, 103rd overall, Ernest Jones, a linebacker. Going to give that a solid B. He's playing well. It's a starting inside linebacker. Jury's still out on him. I don't think he's going to be a star linebacker. He's not the next Bobby Wagner, that's for sure. But maybe he's the next James Laronitis. Looks pretty good. Nothing to get too excited about. A B that could change into an A or a C, depending on how he develops. And our first pick in 2021, the second round pick, number 57 overall, Tutu Atwell. 
the wide receiver, out for the year, contributed strictly on punt returns when he did play. I was leaning towards an F, but I'm going to give him a D right now. You know, sometimes these wide receivers need time to develop. They need opportunities to get targets in the passing game. And neither of those are really happening for Tutu. That does not mean it will not happen for him next year. I'm not going to give him an F yet. I'll give him a D for now. A lot of us thought the Rams should have taken Creed Humphrey there, and maybe they should have. Humphrey is starting for the Kansas City Chiefs and playing very well. What would that mean for the future of our offensive line if we had Humphrey there in the center? Hey, Brian Allen's been playing well for the most part, had his ups and downs. Our offensive line is really not the problem, unless we're talking about that Titan game. Did we really need a wide receiver, especially a diminutive one like Tutu Atwell? Would we have been better off taking Creed Humphrey? I think the answer to that is yes. So this D is more an assessment of the Rams selection than it is of Atwell himself, but I'll go with the D. How do I feel overall about these three drafts? Well, the 2019 draft, I give it an overall B grade. We have four starters from that draft, Taylor Rapp, Daryl Henderson, Greg Gaines, and David Edwards. No superstars, four solid players. Greg Gaines might be the best of the bunch. The 2020 draft, I'm going to give that an A. Cam Akers, Van Jefferson, Terrell Lewis, Jordan Fuller, four leaders of this team. Akers is hurt, of course, but still four significant contributors to the success of this team over the last two years. Gotta love that draft. That Sam Sloman pick was not good, but it's not enough to drag down this grade to a B, that's for sure. And the 2021 draft, I'm going to give it a C at this point. Ernest Jones, really the only guy contributing on a regular basis. Scott Ronick's getting in there and helping now. Robert Rochelle as well. Tutu Atwell's out for the year. Jacob Harris out for the year. Jake Funk out for the year. Chris Garrett and Ernest Brown not getting on the field at all. Bobby Brown rarely on the field. It's a little disappointing overall. Could actually argue for a C minus here, but I'll just roll with a C for now. That's my review of the last three drafts. We'll do this again before next year's draft. See if any of these grades change. See if any of these guys I've mentioned have done enough to make their grade change. Overall, these last three drafts combined, I would give us a B, a B in 2019 an A in 2020, a C in 2021, overall a solid B. We'll be back in a minute with our mid-season award ceremony. Okay, folks, time for our mid-season award ceremony. Now, a lot of you are thinking right now, how can you say mid-season? We're already 10 games in. Well, 
if you think about it, Rams are most likely going to end up playing 21 games. So we're at 10 now. Get to 21 games after that Super Bowl. So we're really not quite halfway there, actually. Close enough to call this our midseason awards ceremony. Got a bunch of midseason awards to hand out here. Took a poll among some of my trusted advisors, including my shy special assistant who knows everything but prefers to remain anonymous. And this is what we came up with. Biggest surprise of the year. I'm going to go with Brian Allen. I mean, it was a surprise that he won that position in the first place. Starting center. Played well at times. Others, not so much. But it's a heck of a surprise to me that he has nailed down that starting position. Closer on her up was Van Jefferson. I knew he was going to contribute. He's contributing much more than I expected. Biggest disappointment of the half year. Tutu Atwell. Second round pick, handled a few punts, and then done for the year due to injuries. Greatest play of the half year. I'm going to go with the Van Jefferson 67-yard touchdown pass against the Bears. Ball hits him in the face. He catches it, tumbles down. No one touches him, gets up, and runs in for the score. That's my greatest play of the half year. Bonehead play of the half year. This was close. I had two contenders. The honorable mention is Nick Scott running in front of the punt snap against the Colts, giving up a touchdown. That's our runner-up. But the winner, bonehead play of the half here, is Matthew Stafford doing a Jared Goff impersonation, stumbling around in the end zone, trying to throw the ball away, and giving a gift touchdown, essentially, to the Titans. Best coach to rehire for me, it's Kevin O'Connell. This offense has had its ups and downs, but mostly ups. And his job as offensive coordinator got Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup firing on all cylinders right from the get-go. This offense at times has looked as good as a Sean McVay offense has ever looked. Now, last couple of games, not so much, but... You have to admire the work Kevin O'Connell has done overall. Best coach to fire. Now, I hear a lot of noise about Raheem Morris. But I'm not buying it. I think he has had a lot of challenges getting this defense to play at the level that we got so used to last year. The winner for me is Joe DiCamillas. This special team's effort has been very mediocre all year long. Best acquisition, trade, or free agency, Matthew Stafford, winner hands down. And the worst decision we made as far as letting players walk away. Had some contenders here. John Johnson, the now Cleveland Browns safety. Morgan Fox, defensive lineman with the Panthers playing very well. But if you had to do this all over again, I think you'd find a way to keep Michael Brockers Now, I realize that was a trade for financial reasons. We decided we could not afford Brockers. That is where our defense is falling short the most. That first line of defense against the run game. And now with Sebastian Joseph Day out and no Michael Brockers, maybe that's why you should cut Raheem Morris some slack. And that's why I say Brockers is the one guy I would want back the most. Samson Ikuban up there in San Francisco, Gerald Everett in Seattle. 
I don't think those acquisitions by our rivals have worked out the way they expected. And I don't think, and I don't think the loss of those players has hurt us that much either. Troy Hill in Cleveland, one pass defended, zero interceptions, a couple of sacks. I think our secondary has been just fine without him. Rookie Offensive Player of the Year, I'm going with Ben Skowronik. Very impressed with him. Not a lot of competition for this award, actually. And the Rookie Defensive Player of the Half Year. This was a toss-up for me between Ernest Jones and Robert Rochelle. I'm going to go with Ernest Jones. Rochelle... I think is a higher upside and could end up being a star cornerback in this league. But right now, I like what Jones is bringing to this Rams defense more. Sophomore defensive player of the half year. You know, I'm going to go with Terrell Lewis over Jordan Fuller. It's a tough call. They're both very good players. Fuller is steady and a team captain, obviously. But Terrell Lewis has really stepped it up bringing pressure off the edge, contributing in the run game. Love Terrell Lewis so far this half season. He edges out Jordan Fuller. The sophomore offensive player of the year, Van Jefferson. Easy call. Currently the number two option in this offense in the passing game, at least until OBJ gets up to speed. Van Jefferson is a solid pro. This wide receiver core, even without Robert Woods, is looking pretty good, thanks to Van Jefferson. The junior defensive player of the half year, Greg Gaines. Overlooked and underappreciated. Very good against the run. Put pressure on the quarterback. Getting a lot more snaps now with Sebastian Joseph Day out. Love Greg Gaines and what he brings to the table. Junior offensive player of the year, Daryl Henderson. Starting running back. Thought Sony Michelle would be getting more snaps by now, but it's mostly Henderson, and he has looked pretty good. Currently 14th in the league in yards per game. Daryl Henderson, my junior offensive player of the year. And my coach's award. Who is the guy Sean McVay wants other players to emulate, and how they practice, and how they play, and how they come to work every game? If I'm Sean McVay, I'm giving that to Robert Woods. Cooper Cup getting so many targets, yards, and touchdowns. Some outside the Rams organization tried to make an issue of this. It was not. Robert Woods had no problem with the success Cooper Cup was having. That's why he gets my coach's award. And our two big awards here. First, we're going to start with Offensive Player of the Year. There's only two or three candidates for that. Oh, come on. There's only one. Envelope, please. And the winner is Offensive Player of the Half Year, Cooper Cup. 85 catches, 1,141 yards, 10 TDs on a pace for over 1,900 yards this season. A chance of beating Calvin Johnson's single season record, thanks to an extra game partially, Cooper Cup our Offensive Player of the Half Year. And our Defensive Player of the Half Year. Now this could get a little dicey, a little close. Two major candidates, and we all know who they are. The envelope, please. 
and the Defensive Player of the Half Year is Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey playing with intensity that we very rarely see. The heart and soul of this defense. Yeah, Aaron Donald is the greatest defensive lineman and perhaps the greatest player in the history of the game. But this half season, for me, Jalen Ramsey is the guy that has gotten it done on a more regular basis. And like I said, the heart and soul of this defense. Jalen Ramsey, Defensive Player of the Half Year. That will wrap up our midseason award ceremony. We'll do this again at the end of the year. Hope you enjoyed it. That's going to do it for this episode. Remember, you can reach out to us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. You can visit our website at laramsup.com. And please don't forget, subscribe and give us that five-star rating. We really appreciate it. And don't forget, keep the horns up, stay safe, and have fun out there. Music courtesy of bensound.com and the YouTube royalty-free music audio library, Crimson Fly by Hama Hama.